and welcome to the Sell the Sizzle podcast. This is the show if you want to sell an idea, a product, or a service. We're going to share sales techniques with you so that you can be a sizzling success. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to episode 12, How to Be the Greatest Salesperson in the World. You all want to be the greatest. You all can be the greatest. That's what this podcast is about. You may be thinking, no, I mean, I'm just I'm just a fair salesperson. I'm not the world's greatest. The great salespeople have skills and attributes that I don't have. No, that's not true. Here's a little phrase for you that I caught. I don't know who said it or, or how to attribute it, but it made an impact on me. The best salespeople don't do different things, they do things differently. So what it says to me is that you've all got the skills, you can all speak, convey a message, sell. There's nothing that the rainmakers have that they were born with that makes them different as human beings and makes them invincible and that they win every time. It's just that they apply themselves and to those things. So they do things differently. They do it with more zeal, more vigor, more conviction, more belief. And I want to give you an example of the world's greatest salesman. And according to the Guinness Book of Records, that was Joe Girard. Now, Joe Girard was a an, an automobile salesperson, an auto dealer, and he worked for a Chevy dealership. And he really wasn't very successful as a as a person. He'd had multiple jobs and he turned up and the last port of call was he was taking a commission-only job in a car dealership. And so he started there and he found it very, very difficult. But here's the thing. In 1963, in his first year, he sold 267 cars, which that's you think about it, that's a lot of cars that he's shifting. In 1966, his fourth year in the dealership, he sold 614 cars or trucks, which made him the number one retail car and truck salesman in the world. And then every year after that, he was always number one. He always sold double to what anybody else his nearest salesperson could sell. And ultimately, he ended up selling 13,001 Chevy cars and trucks. That's a lot of cars and trucks. But when he first started, he, like many of us, we get a new job or we get a new territory. We have no relationships, no contacts, and we have to go out and knock on doors because he realised if you're sitting there in the dealership, you know this, if you go in to buy a car. In fact, I just recently went in with my son to a dealership to buy a car. And if you haven't made an appointment, the next person up in the dealership gets the person walking in off the street. And a lot of people, most people are walking on off the street they just want to look around. They want to kick the tires. They don't usually buy anything. And what Joe was finding is that when people came in and asked for the other salespeople by name, 
all that was left were the people who wanted to kick tires. And he realized, hey, I'm not going to make any money. I'm not going to be able to feed my family here. So I've got to start doing things differently. So he, he got out something that probably many of you have never seen, the yellow pages, which, you know, listed out people, the phone book. And he started calling people in the local area. And often he, w- he would get somebody at home and they would, he would, if he got them on the phone, he would say, well, this is Joe Gerard. I'm at the Chevy dealership. Are you interested in buying a car? They'd say no. He said, well, how often do you replace your vehicle? And they'd say, well, every two or three years. So when, when do you think you might be thinking about your next purchase? And he, th- that person would tell him, he said, well, I'll call you back around then. And he'd make a note and he started to build his list. And today, we would be a little bit more sophisticated. It's, we would build our database of prospects. And against that database, we'd have a little note to call or a prompt to call a week or two before the person said they'd be thinking about buying a vehicle. But in those days, before technology and email, what Joe would do would be to send each one of his prospects a card. And so in January, he would write a card and it would say, Happy New Year, Joe Girard at your Chevy dealership. In February, he'd send a Happy Valentine's card. Hey, it's Joe Girard. If you ever need a car, come and see me. In March... He'd send Happy St. Patrick's Day card. In April, he'd say Happy Birthday. It might not be their birthday in April, but they might think it's a cute card anyway, even if he didn't if he didn't get it right. He's right one in twelve times. And so all the way through to the end of the end of the year, and they'd be getting a happy New Year's card, Joe Girard, at your Chevy dealership. And so he would be in their household and in their head at least 12 times per year. So when you, somebody in that house was thinking, you know what, Let, we should go and think about getting a new car, who do they think of? They thought of Joe Girard. And what transpired was that nearly everybody that came into the dealership asked for Joe personally by name. So let's think about those things. Are they really are they really different? No, we build a database today. We need a list of prospects. And and secondly, we need to have some way where we keep in touch with those prospects through email or phone calls or even sending postcards to them. Those tools are still available for you today. Now, what the best salespeople do is they use those tools really, really well. They make sure that they have a good list and that they keep information on people who are on that list. And then they have an automated way usually to keep themselves in front of those people, to keep them present for when they will be in a buying frame of mind. Now, let's say that you've got about a hundred prospects in your database now the probabilities fall out something like this of that 100 prospects only about three percent 
are ready to buy now. So let's think about it. If they're buying a roofing system or an integrated HVAC system or, you know, mechanical and electrical or a whole plumbing network, that doesn't happen very often. So you need to be able to be in front of them when they're in that buying frame. Now, another 7% are probably on the cusp or open to it. So only about 10% of your market at any one time really wants to be considering buying your product or service. So what that prospecting system, what that database does, or the fancy parlance is client relationship management system does for you is it keeps you in front of your prospect even when they're not buying and on the chances you get busy right you're you're chasing new customers you're producing estimates you're doing takeoffs you're doing job walks you're getting involved in billing you're managing change orders right, your day is consumed. And you might forget if you're just scribbling something on your desk, or on a piece of paper in your truck that I must call Stuart on March the 17th, and you forget and you don't actually get around to it until April, well, Stuart's already talked to another salesperson has probably got a good spec, and you're already behind the eight ball. What an automated system does for you is it takes out that legwork so that you can be in front of them and it also reminds you to call them at the appropriate time. So let me give you some ideas as to how you can stay in front of your prospects. One of the things that that I did was I, I went onto a website, it's called Fiverr, it's got two R's, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. And I searched for a cartoonist. And then I designed 12 cartoons that spoke to the service that I offered. It talked about the challenges that my prospects faced, but in the form of a cartoon. For example, I help organisations, you know, help build their sales, build their lead generation, drive up their sales and revenues in order to increase growth. So one of the cartoons was entitled The Annual Sales Planning Meeting. And the picture is of a a psychic and she's looking over a crystal ball and the sign says, Miss Fortune, that's her name, Psychic Hotline. I see it clearly. You'll see a 10% uplift in sales next year. So it's, it's comedically saying that our sales performance can often be a bit of a guess and that we're really just trying to read the tea leaves and we don't really know whether we're going to grow or we're going to shrink because we don't have a disciplined process. So the message that I'm conveying is if you have a more disciplined approach to planning and holding salespeople accountable, then you can get 10, 20% growth consistently. That's what I you know, offer my clients. And so I send that postcard and I write a little handwritten note on it and send it out. And I've got 12 of those cartoons. So every one of my prospects 
and I don't do it for everybody. I, I pick 100 of my key prospects that I do this for. And I, you know, handwrite that card out and I send it out every month. They get one from me. So they remember me. What I also do then is I can take those cartoons and I can embed them in an email. And for the rest of the people on my list, let's say I've got a thousand people on my list for the first 100, they get the handwritten postcards and the other 900 get an email with a, with a, with a very poignant message in a cartoon that, that really makes me stand out. It conveys that I know something about sales. It conveys I know something about business. It conveys that I can help them grow. And it all points also points out to some of the common symptoms that they're probably experiencing. And so they can, they go, man, Mick really understands this. He understands my business and my challenge. And that drip, 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 drip over 12 months is incredibly powerful. So when I pick up the phone and talk to them, they know who I am. Oh, Mick, yeah, yeah, I get all your stuff. It's, uh, yeah, it's quite comical. Yeah, I took one of your messages to my sales meeting and I shared it with the team. So a very, very powerful message. Get some unique ways in which you can send postcards is a, is a good idea. You can get it done very, very cheaply. The second thing that you can do is to create an autoresponder system. Now, autoresponder sounds a bit geeky, but all it is, is for that database, you write 12 emails. And you send those emails automatically. And so if you were selling HVAC systems, there's probably 12 challenges associated with choosing an HVAC system, making the right decisions about what we need in terms of speed, filtration, capability. There are issues around how you install for it, how you plan it, the things that go wrong, how to know when you do need to get a new HVAC system. And so you could write a very simple email, pretty short, but it's got a little bit of informative, and you put that into your CRM. And, you know, you've written, all you've done is written 12 emails, and then 1,000 people are going to get a very tailored email. It'll have their name on it with that message in, sending, telling those 1,000 people that you know something about their challenges, that you're here to help, and here are some of the things to think about. And you might have a little invitation in there, hey, if you ever need any advice, here's my number, or text me anytime. Very, very powerful way. But all it takes is an hour or two to create those 12 emails and then for the rest of the year you're keeping those contacts in your database up to speed now i do find that a lot of my clients don't keep their information in a crm or a database i see multi-generational flooring companies roofing companies they've got great 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 work but when I ask them okay so you've done 10,000 jobs let's put those 10,000 people into a database they go oh no I, I don't really I'm not really sure I've got that information they've got who they build 
but they don't have who the decision maker was, who was the buyer. But you can get that information. You can go through your phone. You can go through your calendar. And it's surprising. Just You could even pull off easily, you know, one to 200 contacts because those people have bought from you before. They like you, but you've just got to stay in front of them in an automated way. So, Calling people up and staying in front of them, it's not doing different things, but we're doing it differently in that we're doing it consistently. We may do it with a little bit of humour. We may use different media to get to them, some of it by the snail mail, some of it by email, and you may post on social media. If you want to be the best at what you do, if you want to have more sales and more commissions, then you just need to do things differently. And the simple things, the most powerful things, you just need to pay a little bit more attention and do differently. And the two things I want you to do differently. Number one, I want you to build your list and put it into a database in terms of a CRM And two, I want you to write 12 emails to make sure that all those people on that list get an email at least, at least once a month. And if I were you, once I'd got those first 12 emails out, I would then write another 12. So they should be getting something from you once a week, once every two weeks. Not difficult to do. If you don't have a CRM, I have one that I can help you with. I can help you with that lead generation. I can help you with that autoresponder. Happy to give you advice on that. You know how to connect with me. You can text me on my mobile 704-904-0994 and you can reach me out on the website at sellthesizzle.net. Hopefully you found that useful and I look forward to seeing you next week.